The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Surviving no way to Coming to you live <laughs> from outside your window, it's Fish Has a Podcast! And here's the guy who won't quit no matter how many babies he has, it's Stephen Fishbag! Hello everybody! It's uh, very excited to be hosting the podcast today with you all, and uh, incredibly excited because instead of that dead weight, Rob, we have a, an amazing guest for you today, um, a guy who is a know-it-all in every sense of the word, one of the greatest uh, gamers this game has ever seen, a true threat of every variety. Oh, yeah, uh, Malcolm Freeberg here to talk with us as the third n- amigo of our uh, of our know-it-all uh, amigo. It's Malcolm, hello, how are you? I'm, I'm a little aroused after that intro. That was very sweet <laughs> of you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry you're, like, so far away from me. I know, we could, we could hug, or more, <laughs> yeah. We'll stick to a hug for now, but, yeah. So, Malcolm, is this your first time? This is obviously your first time as a know-it-all, as the third know-it-all amigo. Um, you know, we thought you were perfect for this uh, because you obviously know the game incredibly well, but also have never won the game, which has been our, our theme for the show. Um, so, so, so know-it-alls is a support group. I got it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, more hugging is needed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I'm a little bit, you know, out of my element in the driver's seat here. Okay. Um, but is this your first time on the on the Rob has a podcast? Like when I keep getting kicked off before the end of the game, he interviews me <laughs> and stuff. So it's not my first first time. But this is the first time with like I had to figure out the Google Hangout, yeah. and I've got like this little icon thing on the bottom down here, and so this is new to me. The technology aspect is not my strong suit, but I'm gonna do my best. Now you're doing you're doing a great job so far. But this is you're gonna be your first time sort of a uh, uh, Wednesday night quarterbacking the episode. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I usually just do that to the wall in my Jameson bottle, but now I'm actually doing it with people, so this is different. All right. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you about the, uh, the this episode. Huge episode, I thought. You know, very – a lot – I honestly did not know until the very end who was going home. And even when they were reading the third John vote, I was still like, is it really going to be John? What, what did you think of this, you know, this, this huge, tremendous blindside tonight? Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Usually you can read into it, and we've watched so many of these things. Like, it's like, oh, this is going to happen. This you know, this is what they're obviously doing, and the editors are trying to cover something up. This time it was actually a little bit suspenseful. Like, after the challenge, like, Sierra's gone. I call, I do the power rankings with Gordon on Xfinity. I'm like, I totally called Sierra being toast, and I was honestly like a little excited. And then <laughs> guys start talking, and um, you really don't know how they're going to go. It was really crazy in how much they switched around those, like, ten minutes. So I was honestly surprised. And a little sad because I quite like John because of those big blue eyes, and I didn't want to see him go yet. He does have big, big, dreamy blue eyes, and he has an idol. Oh, I guess he doesn't yet have an idol in his pocket. He has a, a clue to the idol in his pocket. Did you think, you know, there were, there were let's walk through the options here, you know, for the uh, Tadhana tribe. You know, on the one hand, they lose this challenge, and it really seems like the Five Guys Alliance is going to vote out one of the girls, like you said, Sierra. But right. then, you know, then suddenly Culpepper comes with this idea, well, what if we take out John? And then Vitas says, well, well, what if we take out Culpepper? I mean, do you think they made the right decision here? You know what? Yeah, I do, once you, like, work through it all. Um, God, as much as, like, sometimes I'm, like, disgusted with – we're calling him Brad. I don't like calling him Culpepper. I'm not going to buy into <laughs> – right, we'll go with Brad. Yeah, okay. We're going with Brad tonight. Um like, sometimes I'm laughing at Brad, and sometimes like, it's just, like, utter disgust. But he's a good, um, kind of in the mold of Philip Shepard, guy to keep around for a while. Like, they can sit under him and let him take all the flack. And John, mm-hmm. as much as I love him, I tried to be funny. I mean, I took this off, <laughs> I took this off the roof over my bed and put it yeah. behind me 
for the know-it-alls. Like. Uh, the hearts, did you draw the hearts tonight, or have they always been there? Uh, the hearts have always been there. The teardrops are new, the hmm. water splatters. Um, <laughs> but what happened was the John just – it's a tough situation with the idol clue, and I've had this conversation with a few people. Like, It's so public. How do you handle that? Is it like a blessing or a curse to like have the clue given to you in front of everybody in the game, not even just your tribe? Right. He handled it probably in the worst way possible, and I think it was the right move to get rid of him in the long run. Well, so I really I wanted to talk about this with you definitely tonight because you obviously have, have had a lot of idols in your day, and uh, you've had some public idols in your day. So, yeah. you know, you're John, and you get this idol clue from Candace. What would your first move be? So, if we, like, go back to, like, historically, the Philippines. What happened was I got it, and I kept it really private. Right. I was trying to keep it just to myself until Lisa found it and started blabbing her mouth about it. And then, once it starts to get out there, I was like, well, then, there's no reason to be, like, cloak and dagger with it. Just be right up front about it. Right. So, my first instinct was he needs to just share it with his alliance. Like, there's no way you can really hide this. They're going to be suspicious. It's a tough spot to be in. You don't have the option of being cagey with it. You need to come straight out with it. Right. That was my gut reaction. And he does not do that. He actually, as, as, as creepy as he could possibly be, he does not <laughs> tell anyone and sort of, like, like scuttles off to the, uh, to the other side of the island by himself. I don't know if I can think of a worse way to handle it over two episodes than the way that went for him. Yeah, there's no... I think that's right. I think there's no worse way. I think that it was as badly done as it possibly could have been done. What, what about, though, this episode we saw him, he goes to... Cult, to sorry, to Brad. Brad. Uh, he goes to Brad, and uh, he says, you know, I'm going to trust you with this, but only you. Well, what did you think of that decision? I mean, too little, too late, or was it on the right track? I think he was starting to wise up to the idea that he needed to share it. And honestly, when I was watching that on TV, excuse me, um, when it was first happening, I was like, all right, finally, he's going to... And I thought it was a good idea to go to Brad even. Like, as much as he was bonding over bicep size, to go to, like, the figurehead guy, the guy that is going to make that call and try to show him that you trust him. Right. Uh, I did think that was the right move at the time, but I don't... Really, I don't know if Brad's smart or not. I don't have a good read on Brad yet. Right. Like, he can't count. He proved that with the finger thing in the first episode. But I don't know if he really – I don't know. I don't have a good read on Brad yet, so I don't know how smart it was to go to him. But my initial reaction was a, probably a good idea to go to the guy who's at least the figurehead in charge with it. Right. But then he, like – you know, then Brad – then he only half shares the idol with Brad. Or, or I, 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 I honestly wasn't sure how I felt about this because – you know, he goes to Brad and he says, you know, I've got the clue, here's the clue. But then he kind of has a little freak out and he's like, but I'm going to go look for it by myself. I don't want you to look for it with me because you're going to draw attention. And this, this kind of, this, get, this raises Brad's hackles because he, he feels like he's only getting half of the information. Now, from my perspective, you know, Brad, he's sharing the idle clue with you. But I also get why Brad is, you know, feeling a little bit of that push-pull. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, again, I just don't understand... Brad yet, or like have a strong opinion on if he's smart or not strategically, right. but the way again, the way John handled it, like finally he realized he needed to share it, but he did it so cagey and half-assedly technical term, uh, <laughs> that it honestly made matters worse and probably played a big factor in him getting kicked off. Yeah, so what, what do you think of that, that decision, I mean so like you know, this is a tribe that has lost three consecutive immunity challenges you know, the last two vote-offs, they voted off their stronger women. You know, they're getting creamed in the women's sections of these challenges. Tina, you know, this grandmother. I, know. Uh, I don't know if she's a grandmother or not. But, you know, this, this older woman is, is, you know, creaming their, their powder puff girls. grandma because Sierra has kids. Oh, right. So you actually have grandmothers kicking the butts of this tribe, and yet they make the decision to vote off one of their, if, one of their strongest, if not their strongest guy. I mean, yeah. is, is it... Is it too much strategy too soon, or, or are they playing the right game? Uh, shit. That was a good question, interviewer. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I've been working. I, I feel like John dug his own grave. The way he played that was just so painful to watch for the past, you know, 120 minutes of Survivor this season. Like, right. it just hurt my heart to watch him play that. <laughs> um, at, I think they should have stuck with him longer. Because yeah. you're getting beat that bad, it's kind of like, again, I don't want to keep calling back to, like, my seasons. 
But when we were on Matt Singh, I have some familiarity with getting your ass handed to you early on in the game. And we everyone wanted Russell Swan gone from like day two. Right. Everyone was over him, and we had to keep keeping him so that we'd at least have a shot and challenges because you don't know when a twist is going to come. You don't know when you're going to get bailed out of the situation. You're going to finally get a challenge. You can win. And muscles at a premium, and I mean, I don't think it was the most brilliant move for winning challenges, but John's responsible for John going is what it comes right. down to because he handled that horribly. Right. I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you, you know. I mean, you've got this opportunity to take a shot against a guy who has an idol. Uh, you know, he's definitely not going to know it's coming. You know, yeah. on the other hand, the idol, you know, could be used for, for your group. So it's... Uh, but he's so cagey about being willing to give it to the group. He's not even giving him the clues. Like, if he'd come out right away and, like, just, guys, it's public. It's already public. There's no reason to be as... I don't want to talk about it anymore. I had high hopes for John. My heart's in little pieces <laughs> you're, on the you're, floor, yeah. and I'm quite upset. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be, like, pouring salt in the wound. I, you know, I, I saw the... I see the, the hearts and the tears, and, and uh, I definitely... Definitely want to, you know, we we can certainly move on from that. <laughs> the other big, the other big uh, moment of this episode was uh, was Colton quitting. Um, and we're, we're uh, what would you think? Well, you know, fir first reaction to Colton's quit. Like son of a bitch. <laughs> I I feel, I will feel the most strongly about quitters for forever because I you know I applied to the show. I didn't get it for a long time. Like it took a while. And so like I'm one of those guys. Like you get the chance to go out there, you need to. Give it all. Like you need to stick with it. I don't care like how emotionally upset you are. And Colton's an extreme case, and especially Probst getting very accusatory about him engineering the quit the first time. Like I know yeah. that that's like been the common conspiracy theory, but Probst just went out and said it, which was the most surprising part of the whole thing. I want to know what you thought about that. Yeah, no, Probst really like rained hellfire right? down on Colton, and I I thought it was interesting that like you know you you know for for you know since One World you know we in the uh, Survivor community, as as horrible and irritating as that sounds, have been hearing, <laughs> oh, did did Colton really quit? You know, was he not actually, uh, you know, medevac? Did he actually sort of fake that? And then you have probes come out and be like, yep, he faked it, and you know, shocking. But also, if you knew that, if you know he's a quitter, why bring him back? Yes, 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 yes. Completely agree with you. And I think tonight probes got like pissed off about it. Like that, yeah. I don't think he planned to bring that up. Like if, if, even if like the producer told him Colton might quit, like he probably wouldn't bring that up. It seems like, almost like I don't know, if fourth wall breaking is the right terminology, but you're going against the history that you created as an EP on the show. So it was like really weird for him, like get probes. I mean, to get so fired up about it and bring it out, and then yeah, why bring him back then? And I've been very, uh, I've been hoping that Colton would be better because I thought he'd be fun. Like he's gonna be mouthy. You might not. I mean. Okay, you, nobody outside of the KKK agrees with some of the things he says. But, like, at least he's a witty, entertaining character who's going to mix things up, and I was actually excited for him to come back. And, yeah, so th that was another long fall for me. Like, I was more upset than probably the average person was about what happened. Yeah, I really like Colton in One World. And, I mean, Colton's quit in One World, if it was a quit, is almost completely nonsensical because he, you know, he was, he was running things then. Right. You know, he was completely dominant. He had people, you know, lining up to obey his orders. I mean, in here you can sort of understand... Uh, what well you know maybe why a little bit more you know if he's completely on the outs he knows he's next to go you know he's he's whiny anyway yeah um, but, but, but yeah the situation's so different I hadn't thought about it like that he's running things the first time and then yeah. you know, quote unquote quits according to probes now and then this time he's on the bottom and quits it's just right. I don't know I had high hopes for Colton and I'm I don't even like ma I'm mad but I'm more disappointed yeah I, I did too and you know and and you know my my thought is that you know he you know, he was expecting to come back and play with Caleb. And, you know, Caleb is obviously an incredibly solid dude, you know. Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious how in that moment, Caleb was like, all right, you know, see ya. You know, catch you on the flip side. You know, that's... That, that, it didn't even look like he tried to convince Colton to stay. Like, Rachel... Rachel was like, Colton, don't quit. And Caleb was like, do what you gotta do, bro. I, I love Colton and Caleb's relationship because it's totally how you would imagine, like, Caleb being the boyfriend, then call Colton the girlfriend. Like, yeah. at, like, a game night at, like, your friend's house, and, like, she's all pissy that she's not doing well or she, uh, whatever's going on, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to hang out. I'll see you later. You can go home. Right. Yeah, like, yeah you know, exactly. It was so – it was I, – I love Caleb, but he's a mute. Where's he been? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I get a kick out of him too because that relationship has to be the strangest relationship on this whole show. Like, <laughs> who are these two? They they could not be more different. Um, right. And then and then um, yeah, and, and so then then at Redemption Island you had that duel where or before the duel actually. I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. Uh, Rachel walks out and and Tyson is furious and uh, Tyson has the opportunity to switch spots with with Rachel. And uh, he he gives it up to her. What, what do you think that was the right move? I mean, for for Tyson and Rachel. Yeah, and Rachel wins girlfriend of the year for that one. That she didn't yeah. take. Uh, it's probably something they discussed beforehand. Well, I guess not because they wouldn't know about the twist until Probst told them, huh? So makes it even better on Rachel's part. And it was, right. uh, yeah, I, she wins girlfriend of the year, and she was correct, and it was the right thing to do. Um, don't take Tyson out. Leave him. He's in a good spot. He's obviously. But like you see, like Rupert. As much as I cannot stand Rupert with every inch of my being, <laughs> Rupert's good in challenges. And if you right. get like a bad draw on a challenge, you're out of there. Like I, right. like I mean, I think I'm okay in challenges. But if I get something that's not my cup of tea, your game's over. So I think it was completely the right move by uh, Tyson and Rachel. And most of that credit goes to Rachel for like just no, don't even worry about it. Hang out. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, lose a great game because of a carnival game. And that's how, you know, Tyson's lost in the past is based right. on, I mean, you know, shuffleboard in my season. And it's yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah, you don't, that's not how you want to go. I, I thought that was great, too. And it also seemed to me like she was more giving. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like her. But, like, you know, I felt like that Candace John thing, she was like, fine. That's fine. You can play. I'll, I'll I'll go. You know, like there was a little bit more bitchiness between the uh, between them when, when they sort of agreed who would go to Redemption Island. Yeah. Um. It, obviously, the situation's a lot different because like the, they were flown out like the last day or whatever, and then right. it was right off the bat. So like the emotions are even higher. It's not like a vote you see coming a week away or anything like that. And if Tyson, what Tyson was saying on the show was true. Like they kind of anticipated Rachel getting kicked off as a move to weaken them already. Right. So they probably knew it going into it. I'm defending the Candace John relationship <laughs> completely. Okay, right. Right. And I, right. I, what I was going to finish with is I also think Candace is extremely competitive, and Rachel didn't seem that way. Right. Like just naturally, and that's probably where that stemmed from. I'm agreeing with you, and I'm trying to defend this, but I can't reach it back. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're right. I, I forgot how how special that that was to you. I, it keeps on, you know. Sensitive subject, Fishback. Watch your yeah, stuff. Yeah, really, I'm really sorry. It's just freaking, you know, putting my foot yeah, in my yeah. mouth. I got again. you. I agree. Yeah. Um, and so then that, that Redemption Island challenge looked look brutal, where you have, uh, you know, first of all, Candace just, like, smacks everybody. And, like, how much of this is Candace's ability and how much is just the fact that she's played, you know, two times before? It seemed to me like... You know, you put you put a returning player against newbies, and they're gonna they're gonna clean up. I mean, as as you know. Yeah, that's what happens. It's totally her uh, experience. Marissa does that. The past two challenges have taken calm, and Marissa doesn't seem like the calmest. Right. <laughs> I think that's hurting her. Rupert was a doofus in the first one, and I think Rachel just got a bad you know just didn't go well for her. But Candace isn't going anywhere for a while if the veterans keep winning because they're going to keep sending rookies for her to just dispense of one by one by one. I got a question for you, though, yeah. that I was thinking about. Now John's gone. Yeah. Candace wins the next Redemption Island duel, gets a yeah. clue to the idol. Who she give it to? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. It's it's not going to be someone on John's tribe, right, because they hate they hate her. Uh, yeah, that, that's a really interesting uh, conundrum. Who, who do you think? No friends. I, she has no friends. They kicked her off, like... Yeah, they immediately in. kicked her off. Yeah. Well, do you think she just like rips it up? Because she just tosses it in the fire like the buffs? I don't know. Yeah, that like, would be. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because be probably Candace or John will win the next one, right? I mean, odds are there's there's two of them. Yeah, you'd assume so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And then if John wins, even like he's not going to give it to any of the guys after that. He's not going to give it to any of his. Like I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. I actually quite like the way the twist is playing out with the family members. Like the amount of like feelings and things actually working out well. Uh, yeah, I, it's you know people have said, and I kind of second that. Like it's you know it's a game that had become so purely strategic. And now there really is this reintroduction of this emotional element to it. It's yeah. uh, it's interesting. Who well, who would you have gone out there with if you were if you were to go with a family member? 
Uh, I, <laughs> I quite vehemently didn't want to go. Um, but, but hypothetically, my, uh, you know, they, if they like, you know, if they made my you. little brother, they wanted my little brother. Oh um, yeah, a little hot mess of a brother to come out, and I would have ended up hating him by the end of. It. <laughs> it's very Morris Beatus with us. Um, that sort of relationship, but Miles, my little brother, is not, um, what you would call a thinker. <laughs> and yeah, we saw him. It. We saw him in uh, in uh, last season, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, you saw him in the Philippines. He came. Oh, uh, Philippines, Philipp- Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um. You want to have a fun behind-the-scenes story that he'll get pissed off at me telling you? He was yeah. drunk as a skunk at that challenge. <laughs> Holy – all the other family members were sleeping. They knew the challenge was the next day. Everyone went to bed. My brother found, like, a handle of Jack Daniels somewhere. <laughs> was throwing up 10 minutes before he came out for that challenge. He came nice. to get a hug. Smelt like 10-proof. Wow. And that's why all the other family members were so mad that he won because, like, everyone else was, like, cared about him. My brother was – he turned 21 like two weeks ago. <laughs> that's how you just got to so do it. Bad. Just that's you know just go in fully hungover. That's the the secret, right? It's, he's one for one in challenges. What he likes to tell me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Never. Lost. But yeah, it would have been my brother, and it would have ended horribly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's I mean that gets into the next you know the sort of a great you know great issue here, which was this this immunity challenge where. You did have these brothers going against each other. You had mothers going against daughters. And uh, what, what do you think of that? Like, that seemed like I don't know if I could like really go against my mom in, in a challenge like that. Uh, I mean, it could, I think it was easy that it was the daughters with the mom things. There was no uh, male son going against a mom, which helps. Right. Out. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd be the same way. Like, if my mom showed up, I'm not. That's not going anywhere. I'd be so gentle about things. Yeah. Um, but, I, Mom, do you want to just jump off? My tribe's going to be mad at me. Like, <laughs> Will you kindly just leave the platform? I was surprised that Laura Moret went so hard against Sierra, you know? I mean, I, you know, I don't know how good a position Laura Moret is in that in the returning tribe, but she she killed her. And, you know, based on what's happened at that tribe, you know, it's been two, two girls who have been voted off. There's every reason to think Sierra might be next. Uh... Yeah, I guess uh, I always liked Laura Moret. I thought she was good, and it was was it Samoa? Samoa, yeah. I always liked her. I thought she um, seemed like she had a good head on her shoulders, and I think she knew. I don't know. I'm defending Laura Moret because I on the Gordon Holmes power rings. I was Team Moret at the beginning of the season. Oh, and okay. The daughters right. up. The daughters up. Shit Creek. So I have to support them for Grandma now. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I always liked her. I thought she had a good head on her shoulders, and there's not that much to be gained from throwing a challenge to your daughter, especially if you're on the bottom. If they, I mean, she has to know her daughter's out of luck. There's something must have come out of Redemption Island, or just looking at them, looking at the new tribe. Um, so I, it was probably, I don't know. I think it was calculated. I give her some credit for being a smarter lady than uh, maybe just being fired up and hating her daughter. <laughs> yeah, let's let's assume it's not like fully. Uh... Based out of hatred, because um, you know, and then the, the, the Tina going against Kate, Katie, and uh, wow, Tina like couldn't said. stop laughing. <laughs> like Tina was like cracking up the whole time. It's like that was not like the most. I don't know. It was not the most uh, balls to the wall. I don't think that's anatomically appropriate anyway. But, You're not you know. supposed to use balls to the walls. Talking about Tina and Katie b- bumping into each other. I don't know. I don't um, know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't know. It's a weird situation. You don't want to, like, look bad in your trap. I think, if I remember correctly from their pregame stuff, Tina and Katie were very much ready to compete against one another, especially Katie. Like, she wanted to beat her mom, if I remember that. So, like, I don't really know. Tina's safe no matter what. She's Aris's like, back pocket. So, I don't think it mattered as much for them as it did, or for Tina. Katie was in trouble. Katie needed to win that. I don't know what she was But that's why, like, that's why I would think... Tina would like take a you know take a dive you know she knows she's safe and uh, you know she she and Katie's clearly might not be yeah yeah I don't know you think these things in challenges but then you get out there and you just want to win and it's fun to beat up on your others I will, I know my I beat up my little brother all the time sometimes you get so excited with the competition aspect you don't think it all through like we do an hour after the episode airs from the comfort of our own homes. But that's so, the uh, that's the virtue. That's the virtue of, of getting to do this. Is, is, yeah, this is, is having that. Yeah. All of you suck. You're all idiots if you're watching. Yeah. 
this is, makes so much sense from the edited version that CBS has given me 48 minutes a week. Yeah, there you go. It's that's 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 our job. You know, we can't. <laughs> it's not it's not a perfect job, but it's 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 ours. Um, uh, so then there's Aris and Vetus, and they go against each other. And Aris kind of creams Vetus, even though Vetus gets in this cheap shot. And <laughs> and and Aris sort of has this like really like emotional. Oh my God, I'm so conflicted. I love my brother. I'm glad to have beaten him. And then Vetus is like. Well, he's the athlete, so obviously he won. But you know, good for him. Like, what what a sore loser thing to say. Yeah, Vitas went a little sour grapes after that one. But I actually know I've gotten to know Aris. He lives close to me, and Vitas through him. They live really close together. And that is Aris, and that is Vitas. Vitas will is the sneaky <laughs> bastard who will do whatever it takes to win. And Aris is the super emotional, touchy feely guy. That was absolutely what you would expect from knowing him. And, uh, I love, I'm loving Vitas. I think Vitas is like of the new players. I feel like he's got the the firmest grasp on the game right now. Yeah, he's doing a good job. I was super stoked with the Rachel vote being his idea. Yeah. There, I don't like re. Uh oh. Oh, uh oh. We've lost Malcolm. We've. Uh, wow. That was a horrible timing. Um, I'm gonna uh, just just uh, just sing for a little bit. No, why don't I start taking questions and uh, while, while uh, the, the team of Rob's interns, I feel like this is like one of those like missions where they give you a test, you know, like I'm getting to fly the plane for the first time and then they're like throwing throwing tests at me. I was like in space camp as a kid and like we had like a launch mission and they started like like uh, like giving us like you know random tests. So can we try to get Malcolm back on the uh, on the line? In the meantime, can we take some questions? No questions. Um. All right, Jillian Tolly wants to know, question, do you think Caleb is in a better position now that Colton is gone? That's interesting. I mean, I definitely feel that uh, people are, oh, Malcolm is uh, texting me, uh, his computer just crashed, and uh, he has no idea what happened, and he's trying to figure it out. He was not joking when he said he was not uh, a technological savant, although I, I think he's downplaying it a little bit. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll try to get Malcolm back as, as soon as possible. In the, mean, in the meantime, uh, Jillian Talley wants to know, uh, do you think Caleb is in a better position now that Colton is gone? And I think yes. I think that once your loved one is out of the game, you are in a stronger position because people are no longer as worried about you and your loyalties. And you saw that today with John Cody. You know, the reason they turned on John Cody is because uh, they were worried about Candace. You know, Culpepper said, sorry, sorry Pocket Mountain, Brad. Brad says, I don't know where John's loyalties lie. And, you know, the, ironically, the same thing could literally be said for every single person on that tribe, except now Caleb. You know, I don't know where Brad's loyalties lie, or I don't know where Vetus's loyalties lie. But, uh, you know, once your loved one is out of the game, you, are in, you, you have more credibility with your own alliance. And I think both, so I think both Caleb and uh, Tyson right now are, are in better spots. Um, and the other thing is they don't have to worry about uh, winning a challenge. You know, we were just talking about how does Tina need to worry about Katie losing? Does Laura Moret need to worry about Sierra losing? And now for both Tyson and Caleb, they don't have that worry. And uh, that both helps them strategically and emotionally. And just to be, you know, let's be frank, uh, Survivor is an emotionally exhausting game. You know, I think part of the reason Colton crumbled um, was because the Cumbie crumbles. That's pretty good. Uh, Colton crumbled was because you know he was stressed out about playing against his fiance, and uh, to not have that emotional uh, a drain, I think, could be a, a huge win, or you know, really help them. So uh, moving on, Michael Pizza uh, sounds delicious. Wants to know why do these people care about tribe strength and numbers? You have to assume that post merge family ties will matter a hell of a lot more than previous tribes. Uh, I definitely think that's the case, but you also have to get to the merge. And if your tribe is losing, you could be voted out. You know, and I think that's especially true with uh, Culpepper turning on his alliance. You know, Culpepper is breaking up this five strong guys thing before he has to, and that's like putting him at, at, at jeopardy. He's now becoming, uh, you know, he's now weakening his tribe and fracturing his alliance at the same time, which suddenly makes him a giant and legitimate target. Uh, Marion Silva wants to know, what do you think will Tyson's injury take him out of the game? I hope not. I, I mean, I, you know, that's, that looks like a serious injury, but I think if they're letting him play now, they'll let him continue to play. Uh, you know, that looks like the kind of thing where if it was going to prohibit him from playing anymore, 
um, that would have prohibited him. I, I uh, no little little note of history here while I'm sort of you know uh, riffing. Um, I had an injury in token chains and uh, was worried I was going to be taken out of the game, and it eventually, you know, things heal. It takes a longer time when you're malnourished and you don't have proper medical uh, treatment, but that, that kind of injury gets better. Um, Kelvin Kenneth wants to know, will we see some conflict between Brad and Tyson in the future? I mean, I, I'm not sure that, that Brad is even going to get to the future. You know, we saw today that he very well could be the next one on his tribe to go. You know, we saw Hayden and... Um, we saw Hayden and Vetus. Um, excuse me. Uh, we saw Hayden and Vetus very uh, wow. Um, you know, targeting Brad already. Pardon that little interlude. Just to trying trying here to uh, bring back Malcolm. Uh, we saw Hayden and Vetus targeting um, Culpepper already. So you know he might not make the merge. Uh, Brian Scally wants to know if the Galang returnees go to Tribal, who is the first target? Laura B, Cat, or Laura M? I actually wanted to talk to Malcolm about his assessment of the returning tribe, so I'd love to hold on that question uh, until he gets back. God willing, uh, he does. Um, any any other questions? Is that if I just uh, churned through them? Alex Fotopoulos wants to know if Marissa wins the Truel. Will Candace or John throw the challenge for the other one? It's a great question. Um, that's right, because if Marissa comes in first, you know, Candace and John know that one or the other of them is going home. I hope John does that. You know, he he took the, his the Candace's spot in the game basically by not switching out with her the first time. I hope if Marissa wins, that John does the noble thing and uh, takes a bullet for his marriage. And you know, that might that might win him back those points that he lost when he didn't switch with her the first time out. Um, let's see, is that, are we out of questions? Wow, I, can we, is there like a replacement host we can, we can uh, guest host we can bring in? Is there like a, a, a line of succession of, of know-it-alls here? You know, we've got the, the third Amigo um, down, Amigo down, but uh, no, no backup Amigo in his place. Um, Oh, oh, there he is! Yes, perfect timing. Uh, well, or there's his frozen face. Oh, oh, yes. Enjoy Coca-Cola. Uh, Enjoy. Hello. Yeah. Welcome back. I'm so sorry. Best, best first time know-it-all interview ever. No, it's great. You really, you really put. You know, I've just been just you know talking for the last five minutes, so I'm sure everyone is delighted to have you back. You look just as pretty as when I left, if it helps. I got, I got a sheen of sweat, though. <laughs> so um, I... No, no, I'm glad you're back. So I, the one thing I wanted to ask you, and we actually got a question from Brian Scally about it. We're, we're going to take some questions here from the viewers or listeners or whatever whatever they are. Um, who do you think, what do you think whatever the dynamics are, now... Where to be dismissive what? of the people who are supporting this program? <laughs> no, I just, you know, for me, all that matters is we have the heart-to-heart -heart connection. I don't care if they're listening or viewing or tasting or, or just feeling. You know, all that matters is that they're there for us. That's true. Um, so uh, the, who do, what do you think of the, the returnee tribe? If they go to tribal council, who is getting voted out first? Laura Moret, Cat, or Laura Bonham? Or some other person? You know, they were all gung-ho about Cat, it sounded like, before Colton went off the deep end last week. But weren't they talking a little shady about Monica, too? Oh, and Saturday? Monica as well, right, Monica. But Monica's and, part of that five-person alliance where it's like her, Tina, Aris, Jervis, and uh, Tyson. Right, it's so untested, it's hard to say. If it were me and I was in that maturity, I think I'd get rid of Cat. Um, you don't need the strength, so there's no premium on that anymore. They're winning everything. Um, and yeah, Laura B so unthreatening. Right. And then, uh, who am I forgetting? And Laura Moret, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm just, I'm on Team Moret, so I can't, like, really say anything negative against her if I'm already counting out Sierra. I would think Laura Moret is the one to take out, with Sierra still in the game. Laura Moret's a, she's strategic, she's physical. You know, she seems like she could actually be a, a danger. And no offense to Team Moret or, or Team Cody. I know you feel strongly about, about both. Yeah. Um, also, with the cat thing, I forgot to mention, you have to remember what they did with to Tyson with Rachel. They may try to right. do it to Hayden with Cat. That would be a, that would be a smart move. Now you you were on a tribe your your last season in Caramoan that kept on winning against 
you know, useless newbies. You just you just kept on smoking them. Um, what what is it like at camp? You know, do, does it do you get stir crazy, or are there alliances forming and devolving, or are people pretty consistent with with their plans? Um, it seemed like there was something. So we're talking about pre-merge in Caramon, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we're just sitting there winning everything, and it's very. We had like the little beach out front of the um, shelter, and it's very kumbaya there. We play games. Everybody's best friend. Everyone can even tolerate Brandon Hans. Like everything's very nice when you're within 25 feet of the shelter. Right. But everyone is running around like facts, like talking to people, trying to get things figured out. It changed every day who people wanted to get rid of. Right. Uh, like in the eventual in the eventuality that we lost, and it makes you a little stir crazy. Like it, I mean. I don't want to give Colton an excuse, but it looks like it kind of what happened to Colton. Like, we're winning, and no one wants to talk strategy, so he flips out. That's kind of how it felt around camp, uh, especially what Brandon basically did in a different form. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It's, that's true. You had the same thing happen on your tribe, So, I mean, to a certain degree. That's interesting. Um, so everyone's going crazy, and they're butting heads. If they're not, I mean, even if this is, like, I love the YMCA camp reference somebody made. Like, it really does seem like that. Oh, we're. Were, and I've never been on a tribe like that, uh, you know, that was totally dominant. But, you know, th as a viewer, you know, it, it seems that this tribe is diff a little bit different than your guys' tribe um, in Caramon. And, and it could just be, like, a difference of screen time, of, you know, but it seems like they really are shutting down any strategy talk. And, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that's the edit, or do you – I mean, is that is could that possibly be? They've just, like, locked it up so firmly. You know, you can't make – as much as they edit things, they can't make up what's being said. And then right. what was perfect the other day was, or I think last week, Tina going, I want to talk about anything but Survivor. <laughs> and my opinion on the matter is that the people who are probably formulating this sort of thing, like Tyson, in my opinion, doesn't care. I love Tyson, but he doesn't care. Jervis can't keep his mouth shut for more than 10 seconds. And Monica, I don't have a good read on Monica either. I, I, can't, I don't understand the Culpepper clan. But it plays into nobody's hands better than Aris and Tina for there not to be talk about strategic discussions because they're the ones who have the biggest target on their back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you about Tyson just based on my knowledge of him. I mean, I, th I think he's a strategic guy, and I actually think what's happened to him in the past two seasons is that he starts spinning in circles and overplaying. And, um, you know, he, he can't under he, – he has a problem underplaying, and he just starts making too many moves too fast. And I'm hoping that doesn't happen to him again this season. Oh, yeah, you were out there with him the first time. I forgot about that. No, yeah, 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 but it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think it happened too in, in Heroes versus Villains where he was in that dominant alliance on the Villains tribe, and then suddenly he tries to make moves with Parvati, make moves with Russell, and he ends up voting himself out, you know, when he's got it made, basically. And, and uh, I really like Tyson, and I want him to do really good. I, yeah, I don't know. They've never shown us his strategic stuff. They showed us what happened in Heroes Villains. Like right. And with they made his blind the, his blind side token chains was y'all's best episode. Like so. They, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, what what did you think of his belt buckle? Was that did that look delicious? Was, like, was that was that a fa like that would kind of like irk you if you were out there, right? It's, like, it's just something like I don't know. It wouldn't irk me. It would bother like I can imagine Abby Maria flipping shit about it. Right, yeah, yeah. That's where my brain jumped to. Abby would be mortified of that. Right, and it was such a delicious-looking cupcake, too. I quite like vanilla frosting, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could just I, taste I, I wasn't. Thing. I don't think I would ever be driven to lick another man's belt buckle, yeah. but if John had been wearing it... <laughs> and it's only day seven, you know? You don't know how long you, it'll be before you're ready to lick belt buckle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get some iron in your bloodstream. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's so well, well, let's take some uh, some questions uh, some more questions. Give uh, get Malcolm's perspective on some of these things. The viewer questions. Do we have a few more questions from the from the viewers? Right, Wait, to be careful not to marginalize the audience. <laughs> I am doing my best here. You know, you've already <laughs> called me out. Um, who gets the Malcolm version of the fishy, the Malky, this episode? 
Who gets the Malky? Yeah. I think it's hard. I don't want to. I know you keep giving it to Vetus, and they keep showing the new tribe, and I don't want to like pile on Vetus's you know accolades anymore. It'll get lost amongst the statues you've already. <laughs> um, so if you're not gonna give it to Vetus, huh? I think you know, if I could give somebody a Malky, I would give it to Arsentina because I want to believe that they're the ones who are maintaining the feeling of no talk around Cam. And I think right. that plays into their hands really well. It's a subtle thing. It's not, it's not going to play well on TV, so you're not seeing a lot of it, especially with them winning everything. But if I was like my under-the-radar, like they're not showing it on TV, but I think it's actually going really well for somebody, Arsentina get it for maintaining YMCA camp. That's great, though. I mean, that like you know, it's 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 being able to draw attention to those like little things. That's why it's great to have someone like you on the air who knows the, who knows the game so well. Um, I gave it to Rachel. I gave my fishy, not my Malky, to oh, uh, Rachel right. for the power move of sacrificing herself for her, you know, for her partner. I, Rachel wins girlfriend of the year, but the Malky. Yeah, that's good. That, that yeah. <laughs> um, so Landon Thomas wants to know: Is it a mistake not to break up one of the mother-daughter pairings? Given that Sierra and Katie clearly know they're on the outs, so was this a mistake for Culpepper and the guys aligned to not Brad. vote out one of the girls? I'm sorry, Brad. Brad. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking probst. Um, <laughs> I think both. Like we talked about this earlier, both options had their merits. About getting rid of John was the right idea, and there's a lot of ways they could have gone. I think if it was going to be between Brad. John and one of the girls, keeping Brad was right for now. He's going to take all the flack for everything. So then you're between John and the girls, and if you if you want to go the path of weakening the pairs, and that makes sense, but I think John's been shady. He's not being completely honest about things. I think getting rid of John was the right move, less so than the mother-daughter pairs. Right. Because you don't really know. All right. Um, any more? Could we like? Let's take uh, like uh, two more questions. You have? Do you have time for two more questions, Malcolm? I know it's a. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right. Let's I, do two I, more. Like I owe time because I left for a little bit. <laughs> no, I just I feel like I owe time to the viewers for having put them through that. Um, my own like <laughs> ranting. Yeah. yeah um, okay. Austin Rhodes wants to know: Would it be best for Caleb, Vitas, and Hayden to team up with the girls and take out Brad? What do you think? I mean, that's what I think could be happen next. Is that? Uh, you know, Brad has made himself such a huge target. His his wife is still out there. You know, why not vote him out next? Oh, I kind of like that idea. I hadn't considered it yet, and I kind of like it. Those girls, though, the only – I like what whoever this was said. Austin, Austin Rhodes. Yeah. That's quite nice, like, from home. But those girls are not going to trust those guys down the road. You can't count on the, – the boys can't count on the girls sticking with them down the road because they've – kept them so marginalized for the first week of the game, especially tonight. I know most of it was Brad, but Brad just sitting there telling him, yeah, we need to, but we're going to throw a couple votes your way just in case he does play an idol, so one of you goes home. Like right. they, they haven't treated him, at least what we've been shown, they haven't treated him with any respect. I'm sure they're friendly and they're not like at each other's throats, but the trust that you build in the first week isn't there between those two girls and the three guys you mentioned. I, I think you're, I mean, like you said earlier, you know, it's easy, it's easy for us at home to sort of like play mix and match with pairs and say yeah. these two people can team up with those three. But, you know, once if you don't have those relationships on the island, like you're saying, it's hard. You can't really build a functioning alliance. Um, one more question for Malcolm. Let's, let's make it a great one. Let's make it a, a great question from a great viewer. <laughs> Doing my best here. Just trying. Uh, Sam Glowy wants to know, do you think Sierra threw the challenge against Kat? That's not that great a question. I'm sorry, Sam. That was not that great a question. Do you think Sierra threw... Okay. No, I don't think she did. I think yeah. Kat's, a, Kat's a fit little girl, and Sierra doesn't seem like somebody you want behind you in a fight. Yeah, yes, every if you follow Kat on Instagram, every picture she posts is one of her just, like, muscles at the gym. And she, then she, she, up here, it's a selfie from up yeah. top. Flexing yeah, yeah. Arm, and, uh, she's just done a thousand crunches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got her signature style of Instagram photo. <laughs> Um, all right, Ethan Hensel wants to know, Malcolm, why didn't the three amigos vote for Andrea the night where you all had immunity? Uh, he, had, he says he knows it's off topic, but he's always wondered. Can you remember back? This is, this is a his, ancient history, Malcolm. Yeah. Um, what happened? I mean, that thing, I think I've been quite public, especially on Rob's website, saying that was not well handled by us. We found the last idol with, like, 
45 minutes left. I didn't have two of the greatest minds ever on Survivor to bounce ideas off of. We just had to go with our gut. I can't explain every possible scenario. I can't like tell you the excuses against every little thing. I can just tell you what we were thinking when we did it, and the thought was that as soon as we pulled them all out, they would throw the votes against um, old lady fake boobs. What's her name? Um, Already forgot. She was in the final three. <laughs> oh, oh Sherry. I, I don't Sherry. know that's the most generous description <laughs> of Sherry, but... Uh, How we thought yeah. they would all turn on Sherry as soon yeah. as they knew that we were all immune. And that was definitely one of those examples where it's really easy to Monday morning quarter or Wednesday night quarterback move, and you guys obviously... Uh... And I love that, and I, I don't mind like answering questions about it. We thought they would do one thing, and then if they did that, that's why we were so vocal against Philip, because if we could turn it against anybody, we thought it might be Philip. And then the idea was to get out of that without playing any idols. Obviously, it didn't work out that way. But, um, and then the votes for Philip, what I always tell everybody is, as much as he wasn't going to win, he was the glue holding everyone together and like actually on top of that alliance. So getting rid of him uh, to this day maintained was the best bet for the three guys on the bottom. Interesting. Now who, who would win in a matchup, Malcolm, if there was a clone of you and we had the three amigos against the three know-it-alls? Who's, who's going to win? Which tribe is going to win? What's the challenge? The <laughs> Survivor, the game of Survivor. The game know? of Survivor? Yeah. Oh, Just, and we're going to need some puzzles to come our way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I love... Podcasting challenges, we, we could take it home. Reynolds is still one of my good friends this day, and Eddie is, as much as, you know, he's a bit of a goofball, he's got a great heart. You can say three yeah. amigos, I won't be hurt, I won't be... No, 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 I, no, I'm, I'm prepacing <laughs> saying that we kick their ass. <laughs> All right, good, it, that's it, right. I want them to know I love them before I tell them that we would absolutely waste them. <laughs> All right, last question. Let's make it the best question yet. Last question here. Okay. Um, one more? All right, that was the last question, I guess. That was um, it? I, well, hold on. Let's, let's go to Twitter. We'll go to... Can we get one? Scott St. Pierre, can we get one more? No? Are we still connected? Okay. Uh, oh, here we go. Last question. Uh, who is going to win the Truel next episode? Abandon All Hope 26 wants to know. <laughs> Abandon all hope. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, and I like the true term. I've adopted yeah. that. I think you got to go with Candace. If you had yeah. to design, and really, and I, I had a crush on Candace back in, was it Cook Islands? Yeah, like I was 18 or 19. I thought she was gorgeous. Now I'm over it because I like John. But um, <laughs> Candace, you like, stayed with the Cody Woodcocks. Yeah. If you designed a girl to be good at challenges, like she's fit, but she's not like bulky, she's kind of like. Like, Brenda and Andrea are kind of that mold. Like, they're good in challenges females. I don't think big, bulky guys are great at survivor challenges. It's not designed for us. You, you, you're going to be great early on because you can lift the heavy stuff, and Probst will like you because, you know, he has a crush on you and things like that. But it's not going to work down the road, and especially in these tools because they're trying to be fair and give everybody a chance. They're not muscle-based, or they're not super puzzle-based. They're supposed to be... You know, kind of carnival gamey, so that everybody like legitimately has a chance. And I think Candace has already proven she can win. The big old muscle thing doesn't always pay off well. I think I don't know who's going to win. I think Marissa loses though for sure. Now I've got one last question for you. You are you, this is this is this season is returning players against new players. You've been you've been in that season, and you know we sort of like alluded to how returning players have a big advantage against new players. What is that advantage? It just. It's stuff you don't get to – it's the stuff that if you sat down and thought about what's going on on the other side of the camera, it's being comfortable with, like, the first challenge you go to. There's 40 cameras. The entire press corps is right there. You don't know what the hell to expect. There's right. literally hundreds of people, you know, watching you at these challenges between, like, crew, dream team, cameras, like, all this stuff. It's a lot of pressure, and then you don't know how to stay calm. It's the same if you ever played any sport in your life. The first time – you go to a football game, or the first time you play in like a baseball game, or like a game of kickball, intramural, like sophomore year of college, it's the first time you're going to have those nerves. And I think the returning player advantage diminishes after the first few episodes, like you're watching on TV, because people are becoming more accustomed to the pace of life and things. The advantage is stronger for returning players at the beginning of the game, and then I guess the beginning of each phase of the game they've been through. So if somebody's made the merge before, and then you get to the merge, they're going to know how to expect, and they're going to be used to the chaos that follows, and then 
that make sense? I know I'm rambling a little bit. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I think that's exactly right. Is I mean, just from I mean, well, that was what I would guess, and, and I've never actually done, experienced that, but that makes a lot of sense. Is that it's this just like sort of having your you know having you just, your feet a little. You got your ears wet. You know what to expect, yeah. and that calmness. Like, if you've ever done anything competitive in your life, it could be playing Boulder Dash with your grandma. Having done it before <laughs> is going to give you an advantage, and uh, it just like like some calmness or serenity in your brain and just not panicking. And that's I think there's no experience for doing a survivor puzzle like doing a survivor puzzle cuz like the first time you're out there it's like these could go any which way but once you've done a few you're like oh I get it there's always like a trick there's always a way in. Yeah, at first you don't like there's always a way to like don't want to say cheat but like outplay the challenge and figure out like the little tricks they're going to use and you know how to set it up and plan. I that not wasn't surprised at all when the three I don't know if it was three moms. Then the uh, returning players won the puzzle and the first challenge because the puzzle is the biggest part. And having done it before, you don't panic. You know to look for like the little tricks. You know to set it up beforehand. Um, yeah, there's it's a huge advantage. I don't like returning players, even when I am one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you just immediately aligned with the uh, with the newbies. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, I don't want to take up any of your time. Um, you know, thank you so much, Malcolm, for for uh, for filling in for for Rob while he's off. You know, raising yeah. a child. It's quite selfish of him to run off and have a baby and abandon his viewership on the internet. Right. I, thank you. I think we all can agree that Rob is really letting us down uh, in favor of you know one child versus all of the people on the uh, you know. One child podcast. named after the main character from the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> is that yeah? Um, I am oh, supposed to drink Coke. Oh, <laughs> drink Coke, right? And um, tune in. Uh, Rob told me to to tell you guys that he that someone is going to be podcasting. I think on on Thursday, but I don't remember what exactly he had said. So uh, I'm supposed to remind you of something, but I don't remember what it is. Apologies <laughs> to Rob. <laughs> Does anyone know Scott or Jessica? Do you guys? All right, we, we're all we're all flummoxed. Uh, so apologies to Rob. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, you know, and tuning in. And Malcolm, thank you so much for for being here today. I had fun. Sorry, my computer broke. No, it was great. It was a great test. Um, all right, have a good have a good night. Talk to you soon. Enjoy yourself. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to hold.